Welcome everyone to episode 99 of the Early Game Podcast. I'm Faris and as usual with me is my lovely, wonderful Steam colleague, John. Nice. Hi, John, how are nice. you? It's great intro. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, distracted <laughs> there by the great intro. Uh, yeah, uh, really good. Uh, just come off a nice, relaxing weekend. Uh, got back into Warzone for the first time since getting the wow. PC in December or late November. Is it like fixed that. now? It's all good. Uh, what, oh, is Warzone fixed? Yeah. No, Warzone is very far from fixed. Warzone's never fully fixed. Um, but I had those crazy issues when, like, yeah. uh, Season 1 Reloaded came out, right? That was an absolute clusterfuck. It's, it's not that... It's playable. It's good. playable again. Yeah, that's maybe more appropriate than fixed. But it's... Um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was just nice to be playing with uh, friends again, you know, catching up with old friends, you know, guys who I've been duoing with since, uh, well, long since before Warzone. But, you know... Uh, a solid Warzone crew, and we were getting back on. And, you know, it's like with any kind of big online game where it's like five years in, there's never going to be that same excitement of like a new yeah. seasonal content. They're never going to quite win you back. But the overall health of the game, when it's playable, like not from a technical <laughs> perspective, from a pure yeah. balanced game design perspective, is in a genuinely good place. Um, so yeah, it's been quite exciting um, to get back into, quite nice, and yeah, just a good couple of sessions of Warzone. Uh, Lovely. What about yourself? How you doing? Pretty good. I had a very relaxing weekend, uh, played a ton of Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, still nice. still going strong. Ah, uh, uh, it's so porny. Sorry, the sorry. music intro is so porny. That's what I meant to tell you about the game. I started it. Oh. Uh, Neilab was like, what are you doing? Uh, when she heard it. Because, uh, you know, the opening soundtrack is yeah. so like, uh, yeah, like 80s porno. Um, the soundtrack is very diverse. Yeah. Uh, I, it's on Spotify. I've been listening to it. And it's like a qua- crazy whiplash. Because, yeah, you have like basically uh, softcore background music. Then you have like these battle themes, uh, boss themes and stuff that are just like mega hard hitting, like EDM, hip hop type of thing. Nice. And then you have like metal in there. Like there's so much going on. But yeah, some of the music is uh, <laughs> has a softcore core vibe. Yeah. What do you that, think? How, how much did you play? So I've only played like a little bit. I just done yeah. the opening uh, where you're in the job center and then you go from the job center and you explore, but not in Hawaii. I'm still exploring. And I think Tokyo is where it's... Uh, Yokohama. Yokohama. Yeah. That's like the first four hours of the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> it I'm, takes uh, a while to get to Hawaii. Okay. I've got yeah. longer than I thought before getting to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, but I'm just doing that part so far. I've really yeah. enjoyed the... Uh, yeah, there is a kind of instant wackiness to it that was quite uh, endearing. It wasn't yeah. like... Um, with wackiness, it's really easy for it to fall in, like cross that line and become cheap like uh, certain Saints Row games do yeah. where they take it too far. And I feel like they straddle that line really well in yeah. this game where I was with them and it was endearing. It wasn't too much, but it was funny from like the yeah. get-go. It's super funny, the game. It's it's very funny. I think there's like always an earnestness that you can feel. Yes. Like yeah. you can really tell like... oh, Like I still gave a shit about the plot. Yeah, and like, oh, the writers are really like kind of pouring the heart out and they're just like weird, kooky people. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's really nice and refreshing to experience that, I think. Like you can always feel like they're taking this really seriously, this silly shit. Yeah, for sure. And there's then when it does... There's passion and yeah, love in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Tons of passion. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited to see like your experience with it because yeah, it's sure. your very first time playing any games in the series. Any right? of the yeah. uh, Yakuza's. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll be a very long road, but I think it'll be an enjoyable one. Yeah, you yeah. can. It depends how much you want to do. Like I'm currently just doing side stuff because I'm so afraid of the game ending. Yeah, and it's like I don't want I don't want this to stop. I'm in the second, like 
at the end of the second to last chapter. Okay, yeah. So I'm like, uh, basically in the story, they're like, okay, let's go. Like, yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. towards the end. And I'm like, nah, in the last 10 hours, I just did side quests. Basically. Even when the NPC starts saying, we should really get on with the X or Y. Yeah. It's quite nice because like, obviously the, the, the story gets very dramatic, very urgent, but the game itself never like pushes you in any direction. That's cool. There's like very few moments where the... Uh, you are technically in the open world, but the game is like is uh, is is um, um, railroading you. They're like, oh, yeah. you need to go through this one street because of a story event. But otherwise, it's like if you're in the open world, you can do whatever you want, and it completely kills pacing. But I don't mind because like I love just hanging out in this game. Yeah, and it's like the story's like okay, I still have it in my mind, and like it's fine, and I'm just I'm still loving it. I'm just loving being in this world. Um, uh, yeah, f uh, what did I say? Like sixty-five hours in, but you could, you could. I, I saw people playing through it in like forty-ish hours or something. It is a long game. It's a very yeah. slowly paced game. You get but, a yeah. lot of game for your money here. This thing looks yeah. like if you love it, you're gonna get thousands of hours, not just hundreds. Um, I, yeah. I wouldn't go that far. Oh no, it looked like there was quite over over, over over a hundred easily though. Over if you, if you really want to, yeah. like I will probably have. I expect like at least eighty hours. 85 hours by the end and there's like a ton of shit that I'm ignoring yeah so it really depends it's also cool because there is so much stuff but like so much of it is like optional and you can really like design the game you you can you can do as much or as little as you want of yeah. like most of it and then the story itself offers a lot but then there's like ton of shit on the side that you don't have to engage with if you don't want to like the Pokemon stuff for example it's like I'm barely doing yeah. any of that and that alone could you could do that for thousands of hours um, yeah, fantastic game. Uh, also really cool, not really a bit of news, but this is by far the most successful game they've ever made. Um, did really well in the reviews. Did really well in the reviews. Uh, there's the stuff with, I reported on this today, with the DLC policy, which is yeah. really egregious. Um, the New Game Plus is part of the New Deluxe. Game Plus is locked behind the $20 DLC yeah. package. There's like there's like tons of smaller DLC and if you uh, Steam like does the thing where it counts together how much it costs. Okay. It's like twenty different pieces of DLC and all, just them together cost like one hundred sixty dollars. <sighs> and then all of that is included in the ultimate edition, which costs one hundred ten. Yeah. It's like a really weird thing. They lock like basic stuff behind there and also additional classes and stuff like that. It's really really bad. Um, but the game itself is, is wonderful and like. I saw it peaked on Steam. Uh, it had like a peak concurrent uh, playership of 45,000-ish. Solid for a game like Yakuza. And like, a, like lo a, a lot bigger than the previous record because I think the previous record was a Gaiden, which came out in November, and the peak was like around 13,000. So this yeah. is like more than three times larger, three and a half times. And this is just Steam. It's also on four other platforms. So it's it's, it's been doing really, really... This is easily going to be the most successful game, and I'm very happy about that. Anything to uh, take the light away from Pal World right now is a godsend. <laughs> um, we could go further down the road. Do you want to... Um, we have a special announcement. Do you want to get that out now, or should we continue uh, talking oh, about the games yes, we played? Yes, I see now on our notes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this is episode 99. And yep. episode 100 is next uh, next week, guys. We're almost there at the centenary of the Early Game Podcast. Well, starting in 2021, two, three years later, um, which is absolutely huge. So we're still working through exactly what we're going to do for that. Probably like a, rather than a traditional addressing news, I thought we could do a bit more like, you know, questions of stuff like I've had a few listeners... Uh, 
have already sent in a few things about possible, you know, since we started the podcast, what was our favorite X? What was the worst X? You know, what was something awful that we had to review that really felt like a slog? Uh, a few questions like that. So we'll do more of that kind of stuff for episode 100. But if you have uh, questions or comments, not complaints, it's episode 100, <laughs> so let's keep yeah. it positive. But if you have uh, good stuff uh, and you're one of our loving listeners, then please do get in touch this week um, and we'll get some stuff out for next for episode 100. So you can, to get in touch, uh, us, no, I'm not just going to give away my phone number uh, on the pod to WhatsApp me. Instead, email, email us. Email us, email us. If you go to earlygame.com, or you just Google early game Faris or early game John, you'll find I'll also our... put the addresses in the show notes. Awesome. You put it in the show notes, but if you just Google yeah. or check the show notes, you'll find our author profiles. And there's just like, I think yeah. the email is right there. Yeah. And just sort of shoot us an email. It's just and, our uh, names, basically. Our yeah, names at yeah. earlygame.com. I'll, I'll, I'll post it in the in the show notes. And yeah. Yeah. Any any questions, anything, just send them to us and we'll talk about it. Even if it's just a loving thank you for a hundred episodes of great content, you know, it's all it's all good <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, yeah so uh, I thought that'd be quite nice. Yeah, until you have time until Monday, uh, four p.m. Uh, um, middle, what's it? Central European time. Yes, that's yeah. what it's called in English. So four p.m. Central European time. Send us, send us your questions. Send us your comments. Anything, and we'll we'll talk about all of it. Yeah, it's going to be the fun. Full works. Lovely. Um, shall we continue with the games we play? I want to briefly yeah, talk about Enshrouded because I yeah. played it. Yeah, I, I played it for. I initially only played it for an hour because I thought, okay, I just want to check it out and then go back to Like a Dragon. But then I kept coming back to it because I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm really glad to see, uh, I mentioned last time I, I saw this at a preview event and it was cool seeing you talk about it and then really enjoying it and generally the the, the pretty positive reception. Um, yeah, I wanted to be more positive last time. There's a few listeners actually who said it didn't sound as good based on they listened to the pod <laughs> and they weren't as tempted by it and I think I the I think I undersold the game, maybe, or I right. leaned on the things I didn't like. But please carry can, on. That can it happen. Is good. I, yeah. I, I, I meant I, to be more positive. Yeah. I think I think it came out that you really liked it, and you said you played it for like. Yeah. You've played quite a lot. I've played quite a lot. I yeah. have been really enjoying it. I just I think, I think for the pod we had an interesting discussion about the negatives, but it's not that that yeah. was my overwhelming experience. My overwhelming experience has been a good one. Yeah. And mine so far too. I, I'm still only like a few hours in, but I I was immediately into it. What. Um, what I have to say, the, the game does feel like an early access game. There's quite a lot of jank to it. I think, yeah. especially in like the character feel, <laughs> yeah, it's quite mixed. I do, I do enjoy the combat, even though it's like a little simple. Yeah, but uh, it's it feels it's fun. good. It feels yeah. good, but like there's some wacky shit in there. Like you can you can roll up hills. Yeah, uh, for example, with looks, the glider thing the, as well. Yeah, yeah. the the glider is so funny. Like yeah. when you land, uh, your character does like the most exaggerated like rolling uh, yeah. along the floor animation and you can like cheese that way you, because you can you can uh, um, um, trigger the glider from like any height yeah so it works like a double jump you <laughs> yeah. jump up towards a mountain then you glide into and then the you mountain also have an and actual you roll double jump. up yeah, yeah so you can use this to glide jump up the mountain yeah, yeah. Uh, and stuff like that but I was immediately struck by like this game looks cool like it has a really cool vibe to it um, yeah and even though you obviously have like very freeform crafting 
that only feels as jank janky if you are bad with it, which I am. Like, and I've only built like one hut so that the blacksmith will stop complaining. Yeah, but that looks fucking I need horrible. Shelter. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it looks so bad. It's yours, just like a really simple, yeah. like four walls. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I immediately thought, wow, this is so cool. That's like you, you can get really granular with it. Like the stuff that they showed in in marketing as well, where because the game is like voxel based. Like every bit of environment can like clash into each other, yeah, and like morph into each other really seamlessly, and that is super fun. And like, you can go to this tool that just like this tiny kind of tool, and you yeah. can like chip away at tiny parts of a wall or add like you know, yeah, and stuff like that free. you can like like it's automatically on that like stuff snaps together, but you can mm. turn it off to yeah. like uh, become be more granular. Really cool. Um, there's there's like some stuff that it took me a while to get like for example i didn't understand how to make a chest so like my my shit was like full yeah the entire time. you run out of storage real quick yeah yeah because the only chest i saw and i just had to click a different option but the only one i saw required metal and the only metal i found i wasted on something stupid like lockpicks yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so i i didn't have any so for like 20 minutes i ran around with like a full backpack and thought oh, this sucks i i was almost ready to like re-roll my character yeah but then i figured out okay you you can make different chests and stuff and it's been really fun uh, um, exploring it. I I had a really funny experience where I found a mine and it was like Flintstone yeah. or something. It's near the starting area yeah, across yeah. the bridge, yeah. And I uh, hacked away at it. And your words from last week came to mind uh, of you saying it's like a really lonely experience. Yeah. And I literally felt like in There Will Be Blood or something, just like <laughs> down in the mine shaft, like hacking away for like 10 minutes because it's like a huge ore as well. Yeah. And I thought, this is kind of weird and funny. It did sort of remind me of like a more guided Minecraft. Like it does have like this Minecraft yeah. feeling and I'm so really excited to play it with, with friends because I imagine if you... It, it can totally scratch a Minecraft edge if, like, if you try to build like cool shit together. Yeah, for sure. And 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 you also the exploring part is obviously a lot more fun than it is in that game, or I, used to be in that game. And you know what I mean easy. about the exploring. I think that's one of the things I said I was really positive about is yeah. when you do. Uh, it, it just just does have that really cool sense of when you when you peek over a new horizon and you see yeah. like what's beyond yeah. and you physically see something cool in the distance then you go and you go there and it takes a while and you do some janky climbing and some fights <laughs> yeah. and you discover a new thing it is yeah, quite yeah. Um, compelling yeah. it's 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 really smart that they start the game off and this is I mean they they are they are uh, very inspired by Zelda in many ways this is uh, almost a direct rip off. Then it starts on a on a on a cliff. Yes, yeah. And and uh, Zelda starts on the uh, Breath of the Wild now starts on the Great Plateau, and you see the entire world. Yeah. And here, like you are on this cliff, and you see so much cool shit in the distance that you will eventually get to. Yeah. But then you have like this gradual like way of building up towards it. That that feels really really good. Yeah, I'm really into it. Um, excited to to keep going and excited to to play it together. I think that could be really fun. I still am checked yeah, up sure. our world. I'm kind of hesitant. I want to see do you, it. Do you? Did you? Uh, it's on Game Pass. So. Did you? Oh, you got a Game Pass? Yes, of course. Yeah. You can try it for free. Yeah. Even though I heard the Game Pass version is, is like worse than the Steam version. There's like features missing and stuff. Oh, okay. There's it's like it's not lame. feature parity for some reason. But I still want to check it out. I I um, it, it's been just really interesting seeing this game, like seeing these side by side coming out, which is obviously quite unfortunate. But it's interesting because Entrada is also obviously a game that like is taking a lot of clear inspirations. Yeah. But I never had, and also I'm not like well worse in in the genre. Like I've never played Valheim. Yeah, I'm but not much of a survival guy. 
there was never this feeling where I saw something and thought, oh, this is a one-to-one ripoff of this other famous game. I'm sure there is to some degree, but there is always like, there is something unique in, in the mixture of it and in some of the elements, like the crafting, I think feels quite unique, uh, which is just, it, it, through that, it has a lot, uh, is, is a, it's much more likable to me than in Power World, which might be a better game, I don't know, but it's just a game I really don't want to, don't want to like <laughs> no no i'm i'm quite biased against it but i will play it i, I do want to check it out but yeah and trailer is really good i'm i'm, I'm excited to, and I, i'm really excited to to that's the cool thing about early access games to, to see it grow and see it become better over time yeah as well. yeah yeah for sure it looks like uh this is going to be like a team who i want to support as well every and they're giving off all the right signals to me unlike the power world team <laughs> great uh social media presence as well they've, yeah. they've really killed it on that front and um yeah quite a successful launch like they they, I hate when companies do this where they were like, we attracted one million players. Like, not say direct sales, but like one million people play this game. I mean, it's not on Game Pass or anything, so it should be direct sales. Yeah. But one million is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty huge. I expect this to be, you know, if this is only early access and they continue to improve it. And I think we're probably not a million miles away from the full game because I reached the border uh, like you can in world and try to reach like a red border that's like beyond here it's not allowed with an early access but you can see like it's on the map and you can clearly see they've done it's not just like empty unrendered space yeah. there's everything there so I imagine we might be I, I don't know how long I actually haven't read any of their stuff on this but I think like it should be uh, that we're not too far away so people could start getting excited yeah. now iron out the kinks and then for full yeah. launch you know uh, maybe it, another it, double dipping it depends on like how much they want to change like systematically um wow. in terms of like um one thing i saw complaints about and i already also complained is like enemy varieties stuff like that i mean there's a ton of stuff that they still can tweak and, and, and improve yeah. outside of just like sheer like mm. size of the world we'll see i i would expect probably another like two years or something yeah, I don't know. I haven't read their stuff, yeah. but probably not like a million miles away. Yeah. I do have to do that change. Uh, I think you covered this as well today. On Basically, in the world, you don't have a character that transfers. You host yeah. a world when you start a new game. But what that limits it to is if there was going to be a co-op, like let's say me and Faris wanted to go and play, we would have to either, either I'd have to join his world or he'd join mine, but we couldn't like set up a third world and bring both our characters in any way. Yeah. And I think that's a bit of a missed trick because... You do have more of a character with skills. It's not like Minecraft in that sense that that's completely fine because it only really, you know, it's not like the only thing that changes here is the world. So that yeah. makes sense. Your character is leveled up and has their own gear and their own kind of personal resources. So it's a real shame that you can't, yeah. it, it disencourages you from wanting to start a new world or go visit someone else's um, somewhat, which is a shame. But maybe, you know, they know that's a complaint. A lot of people have been talking about it. So maybe that's something during this early access period they can work on yeah and they already said they are aware of it and um they haven't said exactly how they want to tackle this issue but they said yeah this is like one of the most uh mentioned things uh and they just said stay tuned like we'll see uh, okay. what happens i i hope they address it because it does sound really annoying <laughs> mm. and i've seen i've seen that complaint a lot as well so yeah for sure we'll see. so a good uh good set of games yeah Shall we go to the news? Shall we do it? Shall we start with... Oh, wait, you... Yeah. Let you, you hit it. Um, we already mentioned Power World, uh, the game that keeps on giving. Uh, still the biggest thing of the year, and it will continue to do so. Uh, obviously, a lot of the talk about the game was about the <laughs> shameless Pokemon ripoffs. 
And now the Pokemon company has responded um, wow, to nice. it. In case you don't know, the Pokemon company sounds sounds like a fake like colloquialism, but it's actually the name of like this conglomerate of like Nintendo, Game Freak, who make um, the Pokemon games, and then like a third company. The guys that also, and I guess, they, are on the physical side of it. I think so. I'm not quite sure. It's it's a company called Creatures. I'm not quite sure what their role in this is, but they they have like a joint venture. It's called the Pokemon Company. They like all like have a third of Pokemon. They're like the rights holders. They're they're deciding what to do with this uh, okay. brand, and they have officially uh, uh, released a statement, not naming Powerwolf, but saying, "Oh, we we have," and I'm quoting now, "We have received many inquiries regarding another company's game released in January 2024, which obviously is Powerwolf." Yeah. What else is it gonna be? Yeah. Yeah, uh, like a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Like a dragon also has a Pokemon parody, which is very clearly a parody. And instead of little monsters, you have like weird dudes that you catch. Maybe you've already seen the. Yes, yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. seen the Sujimon guy? Uh, uh, anyway, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm derailing this. Uh, back to the topic at the hand. They have said um, we have not granted any permission to, uh, to for the use of Pokemon intellectual property. We intend to investigate and take appropriate measures to address any acts that infringe on intellectual property rights related to the Pokemon. Um. Yeah, really interesting to see this. Obviously, like I said, immediately when this game came out, I mean, it was always referred to as Pokemon with guns. And almost as kind of this weird retaliation thing, people were like, oh, Pokemon's going to sue you. Pokemon's going to sue their ass, which is like, which was like this weird dynamic. But it is something that people have also seriously discussed. And I'm still not quite sure what to think of this. Because like some people have rightfully pointed out that like Nintendo has such an itchy trigger finger when it comes to like protecting their IP, they don't let anything fly. And I feel like if they had a serious case or just like any real issue with this, they we probably would have, would have already. already done something. Yeah. I am not a legal expert. There is uh, a great video I saw, which I can't quote now, uh, by um, it's by the MinMax channel, where an actual uh, lawyer working in video game IPs talked about this. And I think she said that like, it's not, as clear cut as some people think, it's it's a lot more complicated, and Pavel probably has a in 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 general like a case of like arguing like, hey, this is like fair use, this is like my own thing, even if it's just riffing on Pokemon. Uh, I do wonder if they will still look into like if, if their words here are to be believed of like they are actually investigating this, they are actually looking into doing something here. I some people have said this is basically just internal being like stop bothering us with this like yeah. st stop sending us these inquiries but yeah i don't know um what do you think do you think this this is do you think this is it that some people might think or do you think this is like serious like they're actually going to do something like, is something actually going to happen here i do i i uh 100 agree with that first point that because nintendo nintendo will go at anyone even projects that are so small they clearly aren't a you know serious um economic threat you know even if it's just like a fan project that only involves a couple of hundred people they've shown they're happy to spend thousands in legal expenses to shut it down yeah. so it does make me think from a very strong uh it does make me think they've taken a look at this and they've decided they probably don't have a case and maybe that this is just a you know an announcement to the people that we're aware of it uh whatever get people off their backs but at the same time it's so close there has to be i mean i don't know either i'm not a legal expert and maybe you know this is uh, coming from my own ideas of what is and isn't a, a potential lawsuit based on kind of maybe a, a US, UK p uh, 
uh, idea of copyright and how strictly or stringently it should be followed. And maybe in Japan, there's more leeway for these things. So they've got less of a case because I guess that's where they would have to uh, yeah, yeah sue them. That's also a good point because uh, the Pocket Pair, I think the company's called Made Power, is also in Japan. So um, obviously there's going to be different laws and stuff than than what we're familiar with. Yeah. So okay. maybe that that's why you know they've looked into it and there's less of a case here. But on the face of it, it's hard for me to ever just not look at this and see. Oh, that's that Pokemon. That's that Pokemon. Yeah. That's that Pokemon. It's so it's so one for one at least in character design. Yeah. That I feel you know you know I know people are going to say yeah the gameplay is different etc. But at least in character design, surely there's some kind of case here. Um, I don't know. I, I I'm not a legal expert. Yeah. yeah for the second time. Um, <laughs> but I yeah. I don't know. Sorry, I'm completely clueless here. I'm really not sure. It's because, as you say, I was thinking when I first saw this game, oh, it's 100% going to be a lawsuit. But I hadn't considered that point that surely they would already have checked this. Like it's Nintendo. Um, yeah. And that's weighing very heavily on me now. So maybe yeah, maybe it is all a bunch of nothing. And... We'll see. I I don't think this is over. Uh, uh, people have pointed to the fact that there was a mod for Power World, which put actual Pokemon in the game and Ash Ketchum and stuff. And Nintendo uh, 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 flagged those for copyright infringement. Um, I think that's a very different thing from just like uh, um, flagging it and like uh, issuing a complaint than to actually like sue someone, for example. Yeah. Um, and if they, if, if, they, if they are going to go after this, I think they would... Um, I think it was very different from, oh... There's this weird game. It po- we all call it Pokemon Guns. Haha! It appears at like two two trade shows a year, and 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 everyone immediately forgets about it. To the current situation of this being the biggest game of the year, yeah. like that's a very different situation. And I I don't I don't think this is over. And like these these things can get really complicated. And if they actually want to build a case here, they will take their time to like really look through everything and make sure they. They really, they really go through through all the bits that could potentially be. Yeah, that. it might be something like that comes up again in yeah. like say six or seven months' time. And as you say, if this game continues, you know, it's already massive. So that changes the conversation. But if it holds on to those, you know, at the moment it's hard for us to tell because it's the week after it's come out. It might still be like a flash in the pan. There was a million for two weeks. Then no one played Pal yeah. Well from like February onward. But if it continues to maintain even ten percent of these numbers so it still is incredibly popular yeah. in a year say or six months yeah i'm sure they will continue looking into yeah. it and try and bring something formal yeah i i definitely think this is this is not over and it's going to be interesting uh, keep seeing um how this develops yeah, yeah um something that was interesting uh, to see how it develops was skull and bones for the last few years john finally and it's finally. it's actually it actually seems to be happening skull and bones seems to come out um yeah, it's it's coming out very soon, right? In like two weeks? I think February wow. 16. Yeah, yeah, it's coming out super soon. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's coming out like February 16, and then from February 8, there's going to be a beta. Yeah. If you've been listening to the podcast for a long time, you've probably heard us talk about this now for years. But just a, a two-minute recap, if you haven't uh, been aware. Skull and Bones is this quite... Um, it's quite... It, in one sense, it's a real innovation in how to finance games is probably the best thing you can say about this. But it was a deal that Ubisoft made with Singapore, I believe. The government the state, of Singapore, yeah. the state yeah. of Singapore, yeah. where they were going to set up a Ubisoft office in Singapore. Great, draw, uh, high-paying, high-skilled tech jobs, which Singapore loves. Uh, and the agreement was if Ubisoft did set up this office, then the Singaporean state were going to sponsor a game 
which is going to be Skull and Bones. And clearly the inspiration of this, which I think is 10 years old, is when Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out, they were like, wow, people like the ship part of this. Uh, let's just do a spin-off, which is just the ship's part of Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Which was such a good idea 10 years ago. So, yeah, 10 years ago, great. It could have been a great mini game that Ubisoft released in 2014. Um, but so that's how this whole thing was set up. So the Singapore state, what a game. Okay, great. Let's take this element from Assassin's Creed, make it its own thing. And then the idea was it's going to be a big live service game. So you've got your boat and you build up your ship and you get a battle pass and you get new flags and new crew. And you basically travel the seas and have naval battles. And I think, do isn't there some sort of resource collection element of this as well? Like you go to certain islands and get resources? Yeah, stuff like that. Something like that. It sounds boring saying it. I know it's not the most compelling game. I completely agree. Um, but that's the whole idea of this. Now, the reason that it's become such a kind of meme is that it was... When people talk about development hell, it seems like this game is also like the def, almost the definition of it. It's gone through... It's gone to through absolutely awful conditions, it seems like. And it's been delayed on the edge of being cancelled, but never quite. I think we've had like six delays, is it? Or seven delays or something, something absurd. Like, that, yeah. like we, it was supposed to be out years ago, but it was never quite ready. Then there was a scandal a year ago when it was put in front of playtesters and they hated it. Like one of them played it for six hours and didn't have a moment of fun. So now we're here in 2024, decades after this project was first envisioned years and years after it was meant to already be released people have been memeing on it shitting on it we expect it to be awful but ubisoft just need to get it out in any other situation it would have been cancelled but because there's this creative financing element where you know they're being paid by the singaporean government to produce it they have to they can't just can it yeah they (laughs) have to release it so it's it's really like i've never seen a game kind of pushed over the finish line this badly Um, so they've announced now a full release date that's going to be a which is very brave of them there's going to be a free open beta before the game comes out I thought they would hope to recoup most sales by just playing on people's ignorance and hoping people who don't know games buy it day one before they know that it's awful but they're they're being honest they're doing an open beta and they've even released a roadmap for the game which lasts for I think a year's what you know it's a classic roadmap every four three months you get a new season every season has a theme and it's all pirate themed so it's uh, you know, the Caribbean or Chinese pirates or Shadows of the Deep is one Shadows of the Deep, where it's going to bring in ghostly elements. Okay, yeah. so we've got like a full roadmap, we've got a release, and they, they, they've dressed up this, like uh, three dwarfs in an overcoat, they've dressed <laughs> up this game with a roadmap ready to be a full AAA live service game release. And we're about to see it, yeah. this awful thing. Uh, I wonder if this is also kind of part of the agreement, like when, you, because I. I think originally it was like kind of envisioned as an MMO. So maybe like part of the agreement is like you need to like support it. You know? Yeah. But maybe maybe they're going to try to actually make it work. Like why not? And uh, it, it really bears repeating even though Ubisoft has to some degree a pretty tainted um, um, uh, reputation at least in terms of like their big open world games which are very friendly, like very boring. Um, their online stuff is, is really good and they're very good about supporting it. They're very good about making even more fringe ideas work. Like if you look at Rainbow Six. Yeah, or uh, For Honor. If they you look at For Honor. And, and those weren't like mega successes when they started, but they grew and grew and, and Ubisoft did a great job of supporting them for many years. That is true. I People mean, shit on Ubisoft, but they are good at that. Yeah, I, 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 am, I am a pretty big fan of their like multiple stuff and even things like I never really got into The Division, but 
they were the first ones to do the extraction shooter thing yeah. with the Dark Zones, and and that was that was a game that was very popular. The Division Two as yeah. well. I loved the Division Two. Yeah. Like there were some amazing ideas in that game, yeah. and even when no one was playing it, they tirelessly did keep uh, yeah. updating, refreshing that game. Like and there were updates to Division Two in 2023. That's yeah, insane yeah. to me. I think there's yeah. still people working on that. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, and also stuff like the crew, which I'm not a fan of, but you know, there's free games and they're like all selling really well. <laughs> someone is. Someone, yeah. someone cares about yeah. that. So I, 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 why not? The only thing that I'm worried about, and I read a preview of this game, and basically the gist of it was, yeah, this is like not terrible, but it just does feel like a 10-year-old game. Like it just does feel like Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. And I have to say, I did not like anything in Black Flag that had uh, 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 anything to do um, with things outside of the ship. The ship stuff, I loved so much. Like, and, and sailing into the ocean, fighting other ships. Um, the Scandons is going to be limited uh, to some degree. Like, I don't think you can, like, enter ships. You, you know, no, like, you can't, I don't think. At, at least last I heard, it was very much a pure ship's experience. Yeah, you don't do that which, jumping off on an island. Which I, I still think is, like, one of the most impressive things I've ever experienced in a game. Like, the first time you enter a ship and it's, like, all dynamic. Yeah. Uh, all out in the open world. Like, like it was incredible. And but boarding still, other ships and stuff. Yeah, yeah, boarding really the awesome, ships and yeah. stuff. Uh, still, like, it could still be really fun. But, yeah, it, 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 it has, obviously a huge disadvantage in like making it work but I think it could if they play the cards right if they keep supporting it if they're still like obviously needs to get over the the hump of like haha meme game but like if people are into it they they will at least for a year get like pretty steady support and it could work. I'm, I'm kind of I mean, interested in it. These vehicular games, they can seem very uh, one-dimensional, but, you know, I was talking yeah. about someone about World of Tanks recently because the, the guys behind that, uh, they've got a new project, like Project CT or something, which is their new game. And I didn't realize that like, it's such a world unto itself. There are people yeah. who put in 30, 40, th- you know, tens of thousands of hours into these tank-only games, and they love obsessing over the minute details. And even though the whole gameplay loop, is just traversing around yeah. uh, and doing tank battles. People really dig that stuff. You know, there's a big crowd for just vehicular-based games. My 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 concern here, and I also agree with your point, that Ubisoft are good at these long-term projects that are big uh, multiplayer things. They support them in the right way. They're quite good at staying in touch with their communities. Yeah. But my one thing here is, if it's especially kind of 18th century boat, so I think it is, I think it's 18th, 17th century, sort of thing like that. I don't know how complex they can get with the boats. I'm sure there's an amount, you know, they can do guns and upgrade your cannons to this. But I just don't know if it's just boats. I don't know if they can make it complex or deep enough to to latch on to people for an extended period of time. Like I can see this being great for five or ten hours. But if it's just boats and there's just not enough, I, I just I just really struggle that there's going to be enough here to get people to latch on long term. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure, especially with some of the key features missing. Obviously, there, there's going to be things that weren't in Black Flag, uh, especially like social aspects and stuff like that. I have to say, uh, I when I played Black Flag, I did only boat stuff for 30 hours. Then I lost my uh, save, and I started again and did again just boat stuff for like 20 plus hours. So. It could, it could, it could, it could very well work. I like the non-boat stuff in Black Flag. I'm surprised you didn't like that. I quite like the uh, going up like a, a sugar plantation, hiding in the bushes to sneak up on some colonial 
British bastards. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like the going, yeah, the, the blow darts are great and going against colonial British bastards is always fun. But um, every mission in that game is just trailing someone. It's, it that has horrible missions. Anyway, uh, Skull and Bones uh, open beta is February 8th to February 11th. I will check it out for sure. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. for sure. I've got yeah. to at least see what it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Um, on to... Um, shall we shall we end with the very bad thing or shall we do it now uh, there's like the, one very sad bit of news yes I, I misread when you said the very bad thing I was oh. like is it that awful <laughs> uh, but the the actual bad news yes that uh, would you like to say uh, yeah if you if, if should do it now so uh, we have two more news pieces one of them is really bad <laughs> Uh, Microsoft announced uh, layoffs in, in, in its gaming division. So in, in all of the studios that were, uh, are owned by Microsoft uh, working under the Xbox Game Studios banner uh, and a lot of uh, layoffs. I think uh, 1,900 employees uh, were fired. 30% of Sledgehammer Games, the current COD yeah. devs. Uh, other, other studios as well that work on COD, uh, Toys for Bob, yeah. And someone else. I forgot the third. I'm sorry. Um, that only came out like afterwards because uh, the initial reporting was very much focused on on, on Blizzard. Yes. Um, which got hit really hard. Um, uh, kind of across the board, uh, a lot of layoffs in the Overwatch team and also on the team that worked on the survival game, um, which wasn't fully announced, but they had already talked about it. They had the code... Na- or I, I think it was already supposed to be called Odyssey. And they, they, they talked about this uh, for years, so there was like rumors about this for years, and they were working on it for six years, and it still has never been shown. And then they canceled it and, yeah. and basically fired your whole team, which is just really, really sad. It's and- devastating, yeah. It's like with any of these big merges that take place, uh, like obviously there was going to be huge layoffs because uh, there's going to be overlapping jobs, you know. When you, you're going to have people in Microsoft who are involved in certain administerial, ministerial, uh, HR, managerial roles that you don't need two of when you incorporate uh, ABK, Activision, Blizzard, King into your company. But what's worrying, and it's what you just so rightly said, is this: yeah, this isn't just those roles. This is development and designers. So this means that it's not just they're uh, trimming the fat of Activision Blizzard. They're going to be shutting down a lot of their projects and streamlining what ABK make to fo- ABK make to focus on the more profitable stuff, uh, which is a real shame. Which is a real shame. As I said, like that uh, Sledgehammer Games with the COD devs, they've been shut down or they've lost thirty percent. So I think they're now going to kind of be relegated to a support COD studio. You spoke about Blizzard; they've lost, I presume, all the people working on Odyssey if they yeah. can't the project completely uh, I mean Starcraft 3 forget it uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah, a pipe Overwatch and Overwatch like, too yeah forget this it this is gonna be such a huge hit on this game which frankly I mean wasn't dead but it was not far away uh, it was and- you know what though it's player count was better than all the negative news and reviews suggested like there was still a live population. There was a core to it. There was a core to it. Yeah. yeah, and it's not like it was barren. Yeah. No, um, and like it's not the type of like you always get like lobbies and and stuff like it's, and it always got new content and like that will obviously, uh, sl- not slow down but get worse. It just has to, because um, I go, yeah, who's gonna make that stuff? Uh, a lot, a lot of people who did are not there anymore. Uh, also with this, um. The, the basically head of, of, of the Blizzard 
part of Activision Blizzard, Mike Ibarra, was uh, sort of uh, let go slash left, you know, the kind of, yeah. it's not quite clear. He um, chose to yeah. step down because we made him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really uh, depressing and <laughs> worrying for like, this big part of, of the video game industry. Uh, and I'm really, really curious to see how Microsoft will go on from here, like with all of those IPs and stuff. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't read a lot about like the Diablo team, for example. I don't know uh, what happened there. Although I won't be holding my breath, unfortunately, yeah. based on all the other layoffs. Uh, yeah, really bad. And it's obviously a shame because I was really excited to play, even though Blizzard is not Blizzard anymore, obviously, like since the Activision merger, it has not been the same. It's still exciting to get a new Blizzard game. And and it, it's, it's, yeah. and it's a, just such a huge shame. And this is such a bad part of the video game industry. Like these people worked on this game for six years and it will never come out. And also because of NDAs and stuff, they probably will never be allowed to talk about it. And it's just like such a fucking waste, you know? Yeah, a waste is a great way to describe it. Like, it's just selfishly, as someone who's a fan of a lot of Activision Blizzard games, seeing Microsoft take over, obviously this is slightly blue skies thinking, but you want to believe, right, here's Active, here's Microsoft, sorry, they've got trillions, literally. This yeah. that I was hoping would be a kind of uh, influx of investment into the ABK and their games. I thought this was like, is this a new golden age for COD, etc.? Especially when they're willing to pay that much for it. I thought they were really going to do something with it. But it seems like they're kind of buying it. Okay, now let's fire as many people as we can so we get it down to its bare bones and then we're just going to be running it off its live service games for profit. Yeah. Uh, which is really unfortunate because Xbox is one of the few people with enough money to really change that at a company as large as Activision Blizzard. But they're not. Yeah. They're not going to. No, but because it doesn't matter, right? Like, yeah. in, in, this is just kind of capitalism doing its thing, unfortunately. Sure, and then, sure. like, every, like, there's, there's uh, especially in the, in the tech industry, there were already, like, many thousands of layoffs this year alone. In, in the video game industry, it was uh, uh, already around 6,000. Uh, jobs that have been lost. A lot of overhiring during COVID. Yeah, but like like you said, like Microsoft doesn't have to get. Microsoft is 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 the most powerful mm. company in the world, probably yeah. or up there. They don't have to fire these people. No, no, like it's and 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 I hope this is like a wake up call that Phil Spencer is not your friend and like Xbox is not your friend. And um, yeah, where is be... Uncle Phil from the from the court trials? He was like going to invite me to his barbecue and tussled my hair as he gave me a new Fable game to yeah, play. It, it's a really stark reminder that like yeah, these people do not give a shit. They just look at numbers and spreadsheets and and cut where they think they have to because everyone's cutting, right? Everyone's yeah. cutting eight percent of the workforce. Like we have to do the same. And yeah. it's like fucking horrid. And I I I remember I had this mini tirade during the end of last year in one episode of like saying I hope I hope you guys really enjoyed this influx of great games because it's not gonna it's not at least not gonna get better with all of these people gone. Uh yeah, huge shame about Blizzard. Yeah, huge it's shame. a real shame. But you know what? Activision was started from people that were let go of Atari, right? So maybe this is the new <laughs> maybe, maybe there'll be a company born yeah. of X devs that starts something really brilliant. And in well, twenty fifty we'll when we're on episode one thousand. Yeah, we'll be talking about. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's very complex. I mean, there there are plenty of companies started by explosive people, for example, and other big companies. But like, where are they taking their money from, and so on and so forth? It's very um, shitty. Yeah. Um. I there's no possible pivot, so I'm just gonna 
uh, moderator. Say, <laughs> the, well, but, well Xbox topic. might be bad, but PlayStation might be it's exciting. Worse. No, yeah. um, <laughs> no, no. Uh, PlayStation is in an interesting spot, and we'll see more, apparently, about what they have going on very soon because they have a new showcase coming, apparently, according to rumors leaks. But, like, it's the kind of thing where, like, 10 different people talked about this in a way where it's like, this is happening. It's happening, yeah. Um, the question is just, like, what are we going to see here? Uh, there's some stuff that seems very nailed in, nailed on. Um, apparently, we're going to get a big reveal. So, uh, apparently, the show is supposed to happen on Wednesday, uh, January 20, uh, 31st, or maybe the day after. It's usually Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere so around there. So, about the day you're listening to this, it might yeah. be the Sony Yeah, this is going to come out on, on, on Wednesday. Uh, so... While you listen to this, you can wait in anticipation for the next state of play. And um, what we'll definitely uh, see, uh, very reliable insiders have already revealed this, is um, a big reveal for Death Stranding 2. Um, yes, there was but, separate news about this. Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I covered yeah. this a week or two ago. There was a DS2 insider. No, it was a... Uh, it was a Spanish or uh, French French yeah. uh, publication had an inside source. Yeah, the uh, labs. Said, yeah, who uh, they always accurately, for example, leak the PS Plus yeah. uh, lineup. They do uh, have some someone at Sony. Some yeah. one of their writing team knows someone at Sony. Yeah, yeah. they always have like yeah. really good info. Yeah. And they said something big was coming for DST Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Uh, always looked too dreary for me to even try because it always looked like such a rainy, <laughs> grey world. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, of course, from a designer like that, yeah. it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game. I, um, yeah. in, in some perspective, I absolutely love the first half of Death Stranding, and then it gets like worse and worse. Uh, and there's like so much uh, room for improvement, like so many directions where this could go to, which is why I'm really, really excited for the second one. And I hope it focuses on the stuff that was good about the first one and not the stuff that was bad. Um, but yeah, that that uh, that's going to have a big announcement. We don't know exactly what. Um, apparently, it's going <laughs> to... The real name of the game will be, will be revealed there, which is Death Stranding 2 colon on the beach. <laughs> Death which, Stranding 2 on the beach. It's beaches, a strange subtitle for yeah. a game with that kind of dark themes. Beaches play a big role in the lore of the game, but okay. it's, 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 it's weird. Uh, there's even a bit where someone calls themselves Princess Beach because the writing in the game is that awful. Wow. Um, maybe a release date. We don't know exactly. That would be cool. Uh, there has been rumors that it p- could potentially come out this year. Something we'll for see. Final Fantasy as well. We got Definitely. Rebirth just around the corner. We'll probably get like just one last trailer. It's it's okay, it's coming nice, out in exactly nice. a month, uh, February 29th. Um, awesome, awesome. So I would I would I would expect just like one last big trailer. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe some theory. like uh, addition news or something. Yeah, like pure other stuff probably if if it's not already out there, I'm not sure. Uh, what we're also probably gonna get is a remaster, new version of Until Dawn, which apparently said to come to PC and PS5. Until Dawn, I'm having it's, a memory freeze. What, remind it, it, it me was again. A PS4, not launch, but early PS4 title, where which is like an interactive horror experience with like a, a group of teens oh, that wait, are in yeah. a in a in in a shack. Yeah, uh, I summer. think this is coming to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and then. There's like a killer, and they try to find out what the killer, who the killer is, and and blah blah. It's like a really, um, it was like a really big step in like those types of like interactive, uh, sort of movie TV show like yeah. games, uh, interactive novels or whatever they call them. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, 
basically new new version of adventure games and the, and the studio keeps making those types of games they made uh, the quarry a few years ago which yes. is really good yeah they they uh, yeah. they are very specialized in this particular exactly. thing yes i do uh, I'm, I'm with super you. giant i think their name is and apparently there's going to be a new version of this game okay. for ps5 and pc which is like uh, kind of cool. game need the thing is until dawn ran like ass on ps5 oh, okay. really badly <laughs> but, uh, so I think it makes sense. Um, it's also the kind of game that like didn't make a huge impact on launch, but like kind of grew word, uh, yeah. word of mouth wise. Uh, and I think that's something that that does make sense to cash in on again. Also because they're making apparently a movie out of it, which makes no sense at all. Because <laughs> like it's all about like interactivity and like uh, uh, changing the story with choices. Yeah. And it's the stuff where like you have like I don't know seven characters or something and. They could all die or they yes. could all survive. It's this kind of thing where yeah. you can play it again a hundred times exactly. and get a different result each There's time. There's like a hundred different yes. endings. Yeah. So it's just making... And if you make a movie out of it, it's just like a teen slasher horror movie. Yeah, it where, takes away what was uh, clever about this whole yeah. thing. But, uh, that is apparently going to be there. There's, uh, probably... I'm not excited yet, Faris. What else is going to be there? Rise of the Ronin. Okay, okay. Now uh, I'm listening. Is uh, We recently talked about this. It's it's a game I'm going to keep an eye on for sure. It, it looks a lot like a wackier Ghost of Tsushima it's nice. like a samurai open world game, but made by the people who made Neo and Wolong, so it has a little cool. bit more exaggerated elements to it. Looks, it's PS5 exclusive. Yeah, Wolong was a bit too arcadey for me, but the combat looked awesome. Very yeah. dynamic. Very um, this game looks really cool. It's apparently going to be here. And and some other stuff that's apparently going to be the announcement of a new Metro game called Metro Awakening, which is, according to Tom Henderson, set to be a VR exclusive game. Which is quite exciting. Yeah, it's uh, terrifying, but it works. VR works for that kind of world, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Uh, and some other stuff, apparently some showing of Silent Hill 2. And um, what was also teased um, was uh, Judas, which is like the new game by uh, Ken Levine and his studio who made uh, Bioshock Infinite. Okay, Bioshock so 1. from the Bioshock people, yeah. Judas. And, uh, wow, game what was, a name. It's quite arresting. Yeah, that game was announced uh, last year at some point. Somewhere? No, two years ago maybe at this point. And I'm just gonna have a quick Google to have a yeah. look at an image while you talk. It, it looks like Bioshock. <laughs> One might be surprised. Oh, it was February 2023. It, it does like, look like Bioshock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently that's going to be here as well because we haven't heard anything about it in the year. So, it's like, yeah. um, were we talking about this recently? What's the game? Uh, that's maybe the preview. Maybe it is this, but with the magic is very much like shooter. It looks like an FPS in the way it's designed, the character oh, you're models. Oh, talking about the Vout, But the it's got Xbox magic. Thing. Yes, it looks yeah. like it's going to be similar to that. It's like you've got magic yeah. from a hand, but it's like gun magic. Yeah. Like in Bioshock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, there's like many rumors and, and leaks and stuff flying out left and right, left and center. One thing I just heard is that Concord will also be shown there, which is one of the million uh, free-to-play shooters that Sony announced recently. You know, uh, and they're like pivot. When they to... were like, we need 15 of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, we yeah, need 15 yeah. live service games. Is this one going to be a shit one, do you think? It like completely pass everyone by? I'll be very honest with you. I do not remember which one that is. Uh, let's have a quick let's yeah, have a quick look Google. remind ourselves or yeah, like yeah. I'll look it up uh, while you tell me John how hyped are you for this this is shaping okay. to be quite big there's at least a lot of games um, what, what are you thinking so based on Concord my first image looks like it's been ripped off of Halo it looks like we've got Halo at home uh, uh, wait am I looking at the right game I'm just seeing the inside of a spaceship yeah yeah this is the trailer Okay. Uh, it was, it's just a mood trailer. 
Okay, okay. Then the actual game is going to be like this. Okay, I thought it was like a, uh, uh, you know, uh, flying sim oh, or something. this is the thing from... Uh, sorry, my mic is so far away. This is the thing from Firewalk Studios, which is uh, former Treyarch people. Okay, okay. Um, Instantly, my ears perk up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, uh, uh, I'm trying to... I'm going to read up on this and, and give you a little a little uh, exp- explainer. Why don't you tell me, John, how hyped, hyped are you? For how Concord? In- no, this show. For this show, uh, at the moment, I'm kind of at a, As a PS5 six owner. out of ten. I'm like one of those um, really cliche Sony uh, PlayStation fans who uh, every single thing is like, where's Last of Us? No Last of Us. Where's God of War? No God of War. Okay, Horizon? Uh, not as good, but you know, I still love those big uh, single-player Sony classics. There's none of those at this show, so immediately my level of excitement is slightly down. Also, Final Fantasy VII. Okay, okay, uh, okay. Um, maybe I'm a bit too unfair. I didn't play Final Fantasy VII as a kid. I'm too young for it, uh, and I didn't have a. We didn't have uh, the consoles that it played on. I don't think. What was it? Nintendo sixty four. Uh, PlayStation One. PlayStation One. Oh, we did have a PlayStation One. <laughs> we were never into Final Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, heathens. It was all James Bond and such. Uh, so we didn't have Final Fantasy. I know a very good friend of mine is like huge into Final Fantasy VII, but never for me. So I've got nothing uh, to get from that. Not from a nostalgia perspective, although I will say, just because I've been covering it out of necessity, I've been doing guides and stuff on, and I did it for the last one, for, on Final Fantasy VII and how much they've changed for these new games. And I've got to say, even though I've got no attachment to the original. They're clearly putting so much money and polish and finesse into this. I think it'll be yeah, it's fun. A big game. Like it's a yep. big, awesome game. So I do yep. kind of think I could probably get something out of Rebirth. So maybe if we get some review copies, I'll play it and enjoy it. But yeah, as I say, I know that's front and center. That's the meat of this dinner, uh, of this state of play. And I'm not as interested in that. So I'm what at like Rise a five or six. Rise of Ronin. Yeah, that's like the best of the vegetables. That's like the roasted <laughs> potato. It's crispy on the outside. Yeah. It's golden brown. That's the highlight of my dish right now. And that's where I'm uh, pouring most of my gravy. It's all over Rise of the Ronin. Because as I say, I did like their last game. Or I like the look of Wolong and the combat, but the whole thing was a bit too wacky and extreme. This, uh, now I did a quick Google when you're talking about it. Yeah. It looks like the combat will be as fun, but the story will be a little bit more grounded and a little bit more uh, serious and better. Um, so, I'm, yeah, yeah I'm, that, that's what I'm excited for, Rise of the Ronin. But I'm still at like a 5-6. What about yourself? Are you excited for this? Mm. I, I've really noticed that, like, as I don't have a PS5, I'm kind of being more and more alienated by this stuff because uh, I'm just not going to yeah. play any of them. So many um, exclusives. I, I'm just super excited for Death Stranding too because I, 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 I'm one of those Kojima people. Anything he makes is gold. <laughs> no, but anything he makes is super exciting and interesting at, at the very least. At the and very least. Death Stranding had some some stuff that I just like will never will not love, like never forget how great that was. So I really hope the sequel can like build upon that. Okay. I think it's like a pretty good slate for like, especially if it is a state of play and not like a bigger thing because state of yeah. plays are usually really disappointing. It's like half an hour where for 25 minutes you you, you don't care. Yeah. Um, and this is like, this seems a lot more denser. There's a lot more to it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to see what Concord is. It's, the only thing I could find in terms of descriptions is uh, multiplayer FPS. <laughs> so, 
Hopefully we find out more tonight, though. I think it was told, it was, it was, it was said to be, yeah, closer to Call of Duty, but I'm not I'm not sure. I might be talking about us. We'll have a look when it comes out. I'll yeah. keep an eye on that for sure. I yeah. hope we get another um, like absolutely nonsense game. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like uh, Foam Stars was the one that's now releasing very shortly, but yeah. was revealed at one of these state of plays. Yeah. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they're going to have a surprise or two up their sleeves. Uh, Sound Hill's going to be awful. You're calling it now. It's fucking awful. <laughs> anyway, John, that was the new section. Nice. Quite quite a lot to, yeah. to digest. 2024 is starting with more stuff. I mean, we said it last week with Power World, right? It's like, what the fuck? Why is this, why is this yeah. happening in January? It was going to be a sort of dead month. But yeah, there's quite a bit going on, quite a bit going on. Some of it unfortunate, some of it surprising, <laughs> a bit of it positive. Um, have, we, have the listeners got anything to look forward to next week? Uh, you already mentioned Form Stars. That's coming out on, I think, February 6th. Uh, yes. Yes. Yeah. With uh, PS Plus. So if you have PS Plus, Essential, Premium, Extra, anything, uh, you can get this game at the 2A library. I think this could, uh, I'm really interested in it. It it could be really fun. Uh, I wonder if it has any staying power. It potentially could. I mean, it, it's basically just a Splatoon it's ripoff. Split, it's Sony Splatoon. Right? Splatoon is extremely popular so if 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 they nail that it could be really really fun i like kiddie shooters dude i like the plants v uh plants v zombies uh, garden, garden warfare. warfare i have <laughs> garden warfare 2 and 3 i i i unironically really enjoy plants v zombies garden it's really warfare. fun like when splatoon came out i thought oh of course nintendo <laughs> right nintendo's making a shooter and of course it's about like shooting at each other with like paint guns yeah and it's like really colorful and 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 creative um, and it's funny, like, and that was like seven years ago or something. And it's funny to kind of see someone step into that now. Um, I think there's a lot of space for that type of stuff, like these really fun, yeah, uh, vibrant games. Kids love games. shooters, but all cards are like eighteen plus now. Yeah, but not, yeah, not just kids. I mean, they're still playing card. But um, yeah, true. I can hear them. It's something I, I, I think um, you don't have to be a kid to enjoy. Like, there, there, there's a lot to. Uh, Get out of something like Splatoon. With Home Stars, I'm not quite sure if I'm into the vibe. Like, there's a lot of vibe, but it's I'm not... It's a bit mixed, isn't it? It's a bit like it's aiming for, like, a kind of preteen, teenage audience, where the other games are more deliberately kiddie, yeah. with plants, as I say, and zombies squids, and squirting and, uh, yeah. paintball guns. This one has kind of like a kind of, yeah, a kind of preteen edge or coolness. It's yeah. like set in, like, a nightclub world. Yeah, and they're like... Yeah, and I everyone wears, the, like, beanies yeah. and jeans yeah, and, and stuff. Yeah, and I think the foam is from, like, champagne. And... Yeah, the foam is from champagne. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it could still be fun. It could still be very For fun. Sure. I really hope they go crazy and do, like... Uh, like a tactical one life mode, like a kind of search <laughs> style mode. <laughs> See, we'll play it like that'd CSGO so, within two weeks. so funny. Yeah. Um, another Sony game that's coming out, they're really firing on all cylinders here, is on, uh, I'm checking, I think Wednesday, uh, February 7. Helldivers uh, 2. Helldivers 2. Um, I'm, oh, it's February 8, sorry, uh, Scusi. That's uh, first day. Um, Helldivers 2 is, is, I'm really curious about this one. Uh, the first game I really liked, but it's a very different thing. Uh, Helldivers 1 was a top-down uh, horde shooter, basically. This so, is really different. Though. This is very yeah. different. Um, and it was very cool. You had, like, different classes, loadouts. You, you fought uh, tons of aliens. It was super, super fun. And now Helldivers 2 is a third person. It's the same concept, but in third person. Okay. Uh, with, like, huge 3D environments, huge ugly monsters. 
and the same like co-op uh, PVE horde uh, survival thing, which is such a fun genre, I think. Like there's a bunch of games, at least in this sort of Helldivers 1 top-down style, which I really, really enjoy. It is a fun genre. It's a very oversaturated genre. I restrict myself to uh, the one set in the Warhammer world there. Of which there's like yeah. hundreds. Uh, yeah. But yes, yeah, yeah. This, this will be cool. No, you're right. I wasn't even thinking of like the Love for Dead likes. It, it has a little different, a bit of a different vibe to it because it is really more focused on, because they're always like objective based and yeah. you're like really making your way through an environment and, and, and um, experiencing a story and stuff. And here it's really like you're in a fucking desert and there's like a million aliens that just kill them. It's actually closer to Earth Defense Force, which is that, but from Japan. So it's very wacky. Um, it's it's it, it it is a bit of a different spin, and I I like them all, but but this has a bit of a different sheen to it. Okay, okay. I don't think it's going to be a huge thing, but I'm I'm pretty sure I, I would be very surprised if this was not a really fun game. So keep an eye on it, and it's interesting because it's it's I think the first Sony exclusive game that is launching on PC same day as PS5. Like, okay. I think they haven't done that yet. It makes sense to pick like a smaller game. To try that out with, but as a PC player who um, has enjoyed Sony pivoting more towards PC, the more the better, it's, right? It's and it's it's good because they usually take like at least a year, year and a half to like come out. So it's nice to see that uh, there's a simultaneous release here. So yeah, Helldivers through. It's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I'm definitely gonna keep an eye out. Not sure if I'm gonna play it, but maybe maybe I'll check it out. Nah, I don't think I will, but I'll keep an eye. I'll keep an eye. Yeah, and that's it. Anything else, John? Any last, any parting words? Wow, so much news. So many more games. I'm just excited yeah. that there's like more to talk about. And yeah. I was kind of, I just thought it'd be barren. I just thought there'd be like one or two things, <laughs> but like not really much oh, going on for The Baroness is coming. Like, yeah, you think, yeah. Until March, this March, it's stacked and then we'll we'll have some pickings. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's when we'll do like our favorite horror games. Or, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's when you'll find some special episodes coming. Yeah. Um, for sure. This was another special episode of the Early Game Podcast. And next week, we're going to have a special, special episode. The most special. Super special. Number 100. Uh, please tune back in next week for episode 100. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. Please uh, like, share, follow, subscribe, all of the things you can do with podcasts. Give us a review, five-star review, please. Yes. I'm begging you. I'm sitting on a broken chair because you haven't given us a five-star review. Yeah, we're sat here out by the bins. There's a trickle of rain on above our cardboard <laughs> box. If you just, yeah, uh, for one euro a month, you can sponsor like, our it's, podcast. It's, it's like an entrada. I've only had enough stone to build like one, yeah. one wall and yeah. one tiny bit of roof. No fire, so you're only getting like 50% <laughs> resting benefits. Exactly. Yeah, because <laughs> we're cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you all out there. And until next week, bye. Bye-bye. Bye.